This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. For more than five years, federal investigators have been probing one of the nation's largest private sector unions, the United Auto Workers. The UAW has been facing accusations of corruption, that union leaders and staffers were spending the union's money for their own benefit. And last week, prosecutors and investigators made a major announcement. We stand before you today because of greed, the pure and simple greed of several men in positions of power. Corruption at the union went all the way to the top. They said that Gary Jones, the former president of the UAW and other leaders, stole more than a million dollars from the union and spent it on luxury condos and villas in California, lavish dinners at expensive restaurants, premium liquor, horseback riding on the beach, and much, much more. Today on the show, union leaders are charged with stealing money from the workers they're supposed to protect and what it means for the future of the UAW. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. And I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Wednesday, March 11th. Nora Naughton covers the auto industry in Detroit. And that comes hand in hand with covering the UAW, the union that represents factory workers from Ford, GM, and Fiat Chrysler. The corruption charges rocking the UAW are hitting one of the oldest and most storied labor unions in the country. It's been around since the 30s. We are wage earners, organized so we can have a voice in the determination of our wages and working conditions. Auto workers, aircraft workers, agricultural implement workers. They represent workers in agriculture, in aerospace. In recent years, they've had most luck organizing in higher education, at casinos. They're really a pretty sprawling private sector union, but their their beginnings and their power has always been in the auto industry. The union is always supposed to be pushing the company to think more about the people that work on their factory floors and not their investors on Wall Street. One of the people who works on the factory floor is Chrissy DeFeliz. She works at a jam plant in Bedford, Indiana. Is now still a good time to talk? Yes, 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 yes. Chrissy is what's called a die cast technician for GM. We build the castings for most of the General Motor plants in the nation. So when did you first join the United Auto Workers? So I've been UAW Local 1112, Lordstown, Ohio, for 23 and a half years. And what was it like to be part of the union back then? It was awesome. I felt proud. I learned what solidarity was about. I learned about loyalty, and I learned about how amazing and proud it is to be an American citizen. Chrissy says she learned to love the union from the older workers who told her what benefits like health care and higher pay the union had fought so hard to gain. And those were benefits Chrissy didn't take for granted. 
you know, I started working at 15 and I just worked minimum wage and I didn't know anything as far as paid holidays. I worked every holiday. I didn't know anything about companies investing in your 401k. It was all new to me. And every day I learned something new that the UAW has given me. But in the past few years, Chrissy and other members have had a major reason to be skeptical of the UAW. Corruption. The federal investigation into the UAW first became public in 2017. So in 2017, federal prosecutors revealed that they had been probing bribery between Fiat Chrysler executives and employees and their union counterparts. Prosecutors said that leaders from the UAW and leaders from the car manufacturer Fiat Chrysler had a problematic relationship. It all stemmed from a training center for workers that Fiat Chrysler and the UAW jointly operated. Fiat Chrysler could funnel money through the training center in order to give UAW leaders gifts like fancy dinners and alcohol. The end goal? For Fiat Chrysler to curry favor with labor leaders. So these were union funds that ended up in the pockets of leaders. And in exchange for this, Fiat Chrysler was hoping that they would be able to get a better contract with the union as a result. Yeah, the phrase that federal prosecutors used was fat, dumb, and happy. This was a scheme to keep labor leaders complacent. The guys who are supposed to be taking them to the mat were actually their drinking buddies. Federal investigators discovered that one Fiat Chrysler executive authorized more than $1.5 million in illegal payments to UAW leaders. The UAW's defense at the time was that corruption wasn't a systemic problem and that the people involved didn't reflect the rest of the union. So what was the reaction to this revelation at the time of this scandal in 2017? This landed like a rock in Detroit. I mean, it went against everything that the UAW was supposed to be doing. Members have been riled up about this for years because the union's money is a very sacred pot of money. That's this bond of trust that they're giving their leaders this money to do the job of protecting them. And for the leaders to be taking that money and spending it is really a betrayal of the heart of this institution. After the misuse of this money came out, union leadership did come under fire. But the president at the time served the remainder of his term. The next president was Gary Jones. He'd previously led the union's Missouri office. So Gary Jones became president in 2018. He really wanted to make sure that his members knew that he was fighting for them. I remember... In June 2018, when he was elected, I was at that constitutional convention here in Detroit, which is where leaders are elected every four years. And he gave a really fiery speech. I mean, it was all about holding the companies to account and fighting for workers. And there were air horns and whoops and cheers. He wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he was there to fight. As Gary Jones began his term as president... The federal investigation into the union continued. It was clear that prosecutors were circling in on senior leadership. A former vice president of the union was sentenced to 15 months in prison for his role in the Fiat Chrysler corruption. Throughout all this, Gary Jones had stayed above the fray. But not for long. 
Everything changed on August 28th, 2019. The federal government is serving search warrants on the homes of not one, but two current and former United Auto Workers Union presidents. Agents from three federal agencies fanned out across the country and searched the homes and offices of current and former UAW officials. The IRS and the FBI were here most of the day. They've packed up now, but they had served search warrants on five other locations, all having to do with this scandal. That was a turning point. What had before just been this probe into some bribery between Fiat Chrysler and its union counterparts had become a probe into the highest ranks of the UAW. What did you think when you heard about the raid that day? It was a really shocking development in this story. It was definitely like a holy crap moment. What happened next in the federal investigation into the union and the fallout among its members? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. Welcome back. A few years into the federal investigation into the UAW, investigators started closing in on the union's president, Gary Jones. But for a while, it wasn't clear what the investigators were going to find about him, if anything. At the time, he hadn't been charged with a crime. And the feds were not giving any inkling of what he was under investigation for. But it certainly didn't look good. It changed the tone from this guy who's super fiery and bangs on the podium Now, you know, there's not a whole lot of trust for him among the rank and file. Chrissy DeFelice, the UAW member we spoke to, remembers how she felt when she heard the investigation had reached the president of the union. It was especially hard because of all the disruption from auto plants closing around the country. I was upset. I was mad thinking about how hard everybody's life has been in the last three years at my membership and how hard we've been trying to survive and how hard we work on the assembly line. The damaged trust from workers like Chrissy came at a bad time for the union because in 2019, it was time for the union to negotiate a new contract. GM was up first in contract negotiations and the union and the car maker reached a standstill. Gary Jones needed the union to be united because he was about to do something dramatic call for a strike. The United Auto Workers Union saying 49,000 of its members will go on strike at midnight tonight after contract negotiations with General Motors broke down. GM wanted to cut costs, close plants, and prepare for a future with driverless and electric cars. The UAW saw that GM's profits were increasing every year that the pain of the recession was so far in the rearview mirror that the UAW could not understand why they were not being included in GM's vision for the future. So they decide to go on strike. And how did the workers 
feel about the union in this moment? Because this is like prime time. This is why unions exist is to have these confrontations with, with companies over benefits. And meantime, in the background, the leadership of the union that's leading them into this fight is being investigated by the federal government. It made for an interesting dichotomy over those 40 days that the UAW was on strike at GM because it really did create a lot of solidarity between the workers to be coming together against GM, especially after everything that this union had gone through with the federal investigation in recent years. It felt good in a way that we're we're all standing together as one for pro-labor, standing up for the blue collar. At the same time, there was still a lot of hand-wringing nervousness about whether these leaders could be trusted to get them the deal that they felt like they deserved and that they felt like they were going on strike for. It was hard for many members to believe that these leaders had their best interests in mind at the bargaining table. Chrissy, were you worried about how the corruption allegations that were starting to emerge just before the strike and during the strike, were you concerned that that was going to affect the outcome of the contract negotiations? Yes, absolutely. Thankfully, you know, we also had people in negotiations that weren't part of the corruption. I had faith with God that we would all be able to go back to work. The strike ended up lasting almost six weeks, the longest UAW strike in almost 50 years. The UAW did end up getting more favorable terms in their contract, but that victory wasn't enough to overcome the ongoing pressure on Gary Jones to step down. He resigned in November, a decision his lawyer said was voluntary. And last week, there was an update in the case. Good afternoon. My name is Matthew Schneider. I'm the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of Michigan. And we are here today because we are announcing federal charges against former UAW President Gary Jones. Gary Jones was charged with conspiracy to embezzle more than a million dollars in union money with other officials. And the alleged misconduct was covered up with fake receipts, fraudulent expense reports. And on top of that, he allegedly committed tax fraud. What are some of the details that stood out to you about what he was spending this money allegedly on? I think what stands out the most to me is just the amount of stuff that they bought for themselves and how expensive it all was. What they are accused of doing is they're spending thousands of dollars on dinners, they're reserving golf greens, they're buying high-end golf clothes and equipment. At one point, they chartered a semi-truck to take all of their golf equipment across the country for them. Federal prosecutors saying that he and others also spent almost $300,000 on luxury condos, restaurants, spa treatments, amusement parks. In one instance in 2015, Gary Jones allegedly used union money to order $13,000 worth of premium Dominican cigars. They were creating this high life for themselves with money that their members had entrusted to them to use to fight for them. Federal prosecutors have charged 14 people in the UAW, the latest of which was Gary Jones. 
But during the press conference about Jones' indictment, District Attorney Matthew Schneider said to expect more. And this investigation is ongoing. We are not done, and we cannot predict exactly when we will be done. But I am pleased to say that today, we are another step closer to ridding the UAW of its corrupt leadership and returning the union to the hardworking men and women who work there. Where could all this be leading? Publicly, what prosecutors have been indicating and what our sources have been telling us is that they are laying the groundwork for what's called federal oversight. The government steps in with federal oversight when it believes an institution can't fix itself. It could mean a monitor comes in to oversee union finances and elections. This type of regulation was famously used in the 1980s for the Teamsters Union, whose integrity had been compromised by the mafia. The government ended up overseeing the Teamsters for 26 years. Federal oversight would be a big blow for the UAW. And it would come at a time when the union is facing many other challenges. Membership is a quarter of what it was in the 1970s. And members themselves are feeling hurt after years of plant closures. I've seen the membership suffer in the last year or two. I've gone to funerals. I've seen suicides. I have been with members that have had heart attacks. I've had members who don't know what to do with their lives. And then to hear one of our biggest leaders deciding to resign because of corruption. So obviously, I felt betrayed. Even with the corruption that is accused of happening inside the top of the union, do you still feel like the UAW and unions more broadly serve a necessary role? I do. You know why I do? Because I think about some of the things like our parents had to do working on the line when they had to hold engines above their head to put it into the car. I think about our benefits. I don't know what I'd do without benefits. So I, I strongly still agree that the unions are there for the right reasons. And I just truly have faith that in the end of all of this, once we clear this corruption, we're going to be a great organization again. In December 2019, the UAW board approved a new president for the union to replace Gary Jones, a man named Rory Gamble. Gamble, like his predecessors, has promised to root out corruption at the union. That's all for today, Wednesday, March 11th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.